Today in Science from Wired. Hey there, this is the spoken edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com/securecloud's. Want to know how long a fidget spinner spins? Get a laser and some physics by Rhett Alain. Fidget spinners are the new Rubik's cube, or maybe the new Tamagotchi, or oh, I don't know. Pick your fad. You see, these toys, ostensibly designed to help fidgety kids to concentrate, are everywhere now. Seriously, everywhere. A fidget spinner is basically a small bearing mounted in a piece of plastic or other material. You hold it. And spin it. I guess it's sort of amusing. But now for my question: How long will it continue to spin? Of course, this depends upon the starting angular velocity. Now, to find the angular velocity, oh wait, perhaps I should first discuss basic rotational kinematics. Okay, suppose I have a rotating object of some kind, like say a bicycle wheel. I can determine the angular position at any point. I'll call this theta. If the object continues to rotate such that theta changes, I can describe the rate of this change as angular velocity using the symbol om. I define the average angular velocity as om equals delta theta over delta t. And yes, that looks a lot like the definition of linear velocity. But what if that spinning object is slowing down or speeding up? Well, the change in angular velocity can be described by the angular acceleration with the symbol alpha. Alpha equals delta om over delta t. Now, if I know the starting angular speed and I assume a final angular speed of zero radians per second, I can calculate the spin time. Delta t equals minus om i over alpha. All I need is the angular acceleration, assuming it remains constant as the spinner slows. I could calculate the angular acceleration based on the change in angular velocity, but this isn't so simple to measure. The spinner moves too quickly to get a good video of its motion, so I used a laser in a rig I built to measure the change in the angular velocity. Basically, the laser shines down onto a light sensor. As the spinner spins, it occasionally blocks the sensor, interrupting the laser. By measuring the values from the light sensor, I determine the spin rate. But this creates a couple of problems. First, the light change rate and the rotation rate differ because the three lobes in the spinner create multiple openings during each rotation. And second, the spinner will spin for a significant amount of time, such that it would be difficult to analyze it all at once. So now comes the fun trick. Instead of looking at a giant plot of light versus time, with the full data stream being over two minutes, I plotted the Fourier transform of this data. What does this even mean? Well, suppose this data is made of many different trigonometry functions, like sine and cosine, with different frequencies, which it essentially is. These trig functions have different amplitudes. So. The Fourier transform shows the amplitude of different frequencies, so you can determine the frequency of oscillation. I selected a small portion of the laser data at the beginning of the run and got a, fo- a Fourier transformation. 
A giant peak at 20.14 Hz was the frequency of the spinning spinner. To determine the angular velocity, I simply multiplied this frequency by 2 pi, and I get 126.54 radians per second. Now what if I create a Fourier transform for the entire data set? Well, I'd get a wide peak for the rotation of the spinner since the rotation rate decreases, and that wouldn't be very helpful. Instead, I take small sections of the data and find the angular velocity. By using a small data set, the angular velocity is mostly constant, and then I can make a plot of angular velocity as a function of time. The slope of this line is the angular acceleration with a value of minus 1.346 rad over s to the 2. And since the data looks fairly linear, the angular acceleration is mostly constant. Now I can find out how long the spinner will spin. With a starting angular velocity of 140 rads per second, a little bit faster than the example data, it would spin for 104 seconds. If you want it to spin even longer, then just spin it faster. Doubling the starting angular speed will double the time. And that is your answer.